You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamu everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mommying While Muslim Podcast. This is Uzma Jaffrey. And this is Zeba Hassan. And... We have an exciting episode, the start of an exciting episode, Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about my cat ears. Everybody likes my new headphones. That's that's like I love your new headphones. Okay, and watch. I have to do this because we're doing it on video. Guess what, guys? (laughs) It lights up. Um, my, totally da- my daughter bought these for me because I am that crazy cat lady, and I think I love my fur babies as much, if not my babies that I birthed. So these are going to be my mm-hmm. new signature ears because I'm going to be Catwoman from here on out. Um, but let's talk about a little bit about your week. You've had a big week because I think your baby just mm-hmm. turned seven, and he is officially yeah. in, like, big kid. Big he boy. is not... A baby anymore so let's talk about that how was your week um it was good you know just the fact that I I officially don't have a baby I know I it has dawned on me and I'm really okay with it good I'm still at the point where I don't want to have another child I'm still looking at babies thinking oh my god I don't want to do that again I love you. You're so cute. You're so precious. But go home with your mother, not with me. Exactly. (laughs) I don't want you. So I'm really glad. I have zero regrets, alhamdulillah. And many people had told me when I was first having kids, I was like, well, how do you know when you're done? And they're like, oh, you'll know. know. You'll know. (laughs) And yes, we did an episode, a whole series on I thought I was done, but, and all of those moms who had those kids like later on when unexpectedly. I don't want to be them. I'm very happy for them, alhamdulillah, but I do not, uncategorically, do not want to be them. No. I'm very happy where I am, alhamdulillah. I'm very blessed that my son is now seven and, you know, he's still the baby. He's always going to be the, I said that to my youngest this morning. He was, he was cuddling with me because my kids are off this weekend and then he was like, mama, like, am I always going to be your baby? I'm like, you're going to be grown bigger than me old in a cane and you still are always going to be my baby so there is something about the youngest because you know it's your your final piece Mm -hmm. and not that we're saying we favor any of our kids you know and if that were the case it would be my number three according to my other three kids not my number four (laughs) but my my whole point is there's something about knowing this is your last that you really enjoy every moment because you recognize mm-hmm. what's to come. So it's not necessarily that they're spoiled, that you you recognize that it's not that big of a deal, the things that used to get mm-hmm. you stressed out about. And two, their warm dis- deliciousness is just still so sweet. And then one day they stink. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, you need to get out of my bed. <laughs> okay, now we're done. So, <laughs> now, now, now we're done. So I'm, I hope you had a good birthday. And, you know, happy birthday to mama too. Because, you know, we always, yes. uh, we always forget that it's the mom birthday too it really it really is and it's the close of a very important very precious chapter of my life and i'm i'm glad to move on to the next chapter so that's yes good. We, we we just finished our series of I'm moving on to the next chapter mm-hmm. and building new yeah. islands and i am very excited about what's to come 
Absolutely. So speaking of your kids being home this week, mm-hmm. tell me about yours. What's been going on? <laughs> so um, we have the dreaded COVID in our house. Oh, and this is so like sorry. our second or third round. I mean, honestly, it was my, like I have lost count. You know, we're the family that masks. I literally like if I should show you, like I have antibacterial wipes always. We're washing our hands. I make my kids change. And guess what? I think this is a good test from God that essentially says you can do all of it. And I am still ultimately in charge. And that's really what it comes down to. My younger two, even though they get tested and they have to wear N95 masks at school, they were fine. They got tested literally the day before it was negative, came home with a fever. I was like, oh, they're, they're, they're sick. They're, they're okay. Whatever. We just got tested. It cannot be po- took that that I almost said pregnancy test because it really does it looked make, like a pregnancy test like pregnancy when you sent test. it to me I was like what happened <laughs> like, oh I'm no pregnant. I'm not making an announcement <laughs> within five minutes that oh my COVID test came back positive so the beauty is their school has been so great and we were naturally quarantining even just because they were sick and we just didn't know and mm-hmm. they're just at a stage right now where they're going to have to do virtual school for a couple of days and hopefully they'll be back. But the beauty is, I think, because they were vaccinated, they didn't really have mm-hmm. it as badly. They had the fever the first day a little bit. I think they're more bored from being stuck in my nest, sure. which is in my bedroom, than anything else. And they can't play video games and all that good stuff because my older two are like, keep them upstairs. Um, but the rest <laughs> of us have tested negative, you know, and we keep testing. And But the reality of the situation is you can do everything you can perfectly, and it still ends up hitting our household. So at this point, all of us have had um, COVID twice, if not three times, since the beginning of this pandemic so that is the annoying thing about our house right now but I really want to hear about your baby girl who is a freaking entrepreneur at the age of 10 and Mm -hmm. I am so like I just want to take notes from her like where was she (laughs) two years ago when we were setting up this podcast (laughs) proud of her yeah baby girl you saw her QR code is online she's got a QR code on her business card Yeah, so I have a Girl Scout junior now. So she's been doing this for five years, cookie sales. But last year, because of the pandemic, we took off. So she is selling Girl Scout cookies and completely sold out her very first booth. Well, technically, it was her first booth day. So she went to the masjid and she was outside of the masjid. She sold some. And then by the end of the evening, had sold out all of them. And she's like, I want to do it again. I want to sell like a thousand boxes. First, it was like 7,000 boxes. Oh, my. You're like, because she wants to go to Australia. A little more. I'm like, baby, I will pay. I will pay to go to Australia. (laughs) I don't want to do, I don't want to sell cookies. Don't make me sell 7,000 boxes of cookies. And she's like, no, mama, I'll do it. And I'm like, no, do you understand how much mom investment time this is? So I was like, what is a negotiable number? Like, what is a realistic number? So we talked about realistic numbers and, Mm -hmm. you know, how to calculate expected sales and stuff based on how she did. And we came down, alhamdulillah, to 850. Okay. So 7,850 is considerable, it's, right? It's a huge, yeah, it's a pretty big, yeah. significant yeah. decrease. Yeah. yeah. It was a while to get her down from the 1,000. But I was like, I, even a 1,000, I don't want to do. So yeah. I was like, let's but do 850. 850 is a good number. And quite frankly, when number. she hits it, not if, when she hits mm-hmm. that number, then you can go ahead and increase it, increase it, increase it. But she has to have something to look forward to. That's how you should yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah. So she's like into throwing the parties online mm-hmm. and 
you know, um, every year she historically would donate to my nursing homes and my yes. hospice patients because a lot of times all they can taste is sweet and salty. Those yeah. are the only tastes left for them. And they won't eat anything, but older people remember Girl Scout cookie flavors. Yes, they do. And so they remember the classics, and, like, we send them over. And guess what? I had one patient, God rest his soul, that was all he ate for one month before he died. Oh, are you yeah. serious? Because mm-hmm. he wouldn't eat anything else, but he ate Thin Mints like crazy. So. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely love that. But Thin Mints <laughs> yeah. are the best. And you know what's even better is if you put them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Put them in the freezer. And then dip them in your hot chai. Ooh, mm. I have cut out sugar for mm. six, like how many since September? I can't for do it. For a long it. time. For a long have, yeah. time. I no, you'll get really sick months. if you do it now. So yeah, yes, if anybody wants to help my daughter with her Girl Scout uh, sales, like, you know, send me a heads up. People are donating cases yes. to um, my nursing homes and I'm super duper excited and happy to accept, especially because it helps me with that 850 box goal. So yes. thank you to everybody who's donated so far. And I, I still have to do it. Like, it was so funny because I was testing out the QR code for, yes. um, for it was my, and my son saw it on my phone. He's like, oh, yes. And You're I was like, Girl Scout cookies. no, these are for <laughs> donations. I'm really, really sorry, buddy. So he was not oh. too happy with me afterwards, especially Poor because boo. <laughs> he oh. really was like, "You're how many, how many are you going to do? I'm like, not for you. It's going to be for the old folks home. So, oh. but you know, we are starting this new series, this new month um, of February and we have a really big announcement to make about our soapbox. Why don't you tell us what that (laughs) announcement is, Uzma, as I play like a drum roll in the background? Yes, drum roll. We'll insert that. So our soapbox for today is after much consideration and upon re-listening to multiple past episodes of the podcast, we realized that it's time for something different because Mommy Well Muslim, like human beings, like mothers, like motherhood, like our children, is dynamic and we don't do the same thing forever and ever and ever. So we are letting our audiences know that we will be moving the soapboxes permanently to our breakfast bylines on Fireside. And those will be moving to Monday as well. Historically, we've been doing them on Friday since last year. Uh, but it will be on Mondays now, and so you can catch our soapbox slash breakfast bylines over there. We want to keep these episodes rolling and spend more time with our guests, give you an opportunity to learn more from the guests as well. And sometimes I get heated and very long-winded, and these soapboxes take up time. They so do. Fireside is already – go ahead. I said they do, and but I love them, but I get what you're saying. I know. I get it. I get yeah. it. And poor Zeba, like, you know, they, like – put a damper on the episode sometimes so we don't want to do that yeah now if you're not on fireside and you don't want to be then join our patreon the link is going to be in our show notes it's also on our website it's also on our newsletter so make sure you sign up for the newsletter it's only going to bug you twice a month and has great content in it we've gotten so many um rave reviews of our newsletter like it's so pretty (laughs) it's so well organized so the patreon link is right there join for five dollars a month you can get the episodes delivered right to you as well as a beautiful free journal that zeba has created um, our woke book club, depending on the tier that you choose, if you want to donate more than $5 a month to Mommy One Muslim, we're just going to give you a free book every month with the woke book club. Mm-hmm. If you're at that tier, like you're just going to get it because you know what? Our listeners deserve like a kudos from us. Like, thank you for supporting us. We appreciate you tuning in regardless of my very long winded soapboxes. And this is becoming one too. So all good things for our listeners who have put up with my rants for so long. Thank you so much, everybody. And... 
we're ready to start the show. I love it. And you know what? I'm going to miss it, but I get to be a part of the, uh, to, to do, listen to it on the fireside and be in, and be a part of your soapbox. I've learned so much from it and grow it. And you put so much time, effort and energy into it. So like, I just wanted to say thank you for all of that. And I love your Aww. impassioned pleas and all that good stuff. But, you know, we are, like you said, uh, always a work in progress. Our story is still being written. And we just want to kind of change a little bit of the narrative um, for the upcoming year because we're coming up on three years. Mashallah. Mashallah. Um, what started off as a, hey, let's kind of do this is, you know, turning into something. I have cat ears now. I feel super <laughs> official. I mean, come on now. This has been quite the journey. You have a blinged out microphone A now. blinged out microphone. For, starting from <laughs> us, this is not a joke. We're, we're recording while I was doing dishes one time. And then it was, oh was like, could you stop doing dishes and recording <laughs> the audio? So I have to say we've come a long way. And th that kind of is a great segue into being able to announce our next guest for today. And I'm so excited. It's just Zeba Hassan and Uzma Joffrey. So Whoa, big applause. <laughs> we are kicking off our Detoxing Muslim Sex series this month. And we're so excited because I know we get most of our downloads for some reason during this month. Muslims and Muslims and non-Muslims alike are floored that guess what, guys, we have sex. We talk about it. And sometimes we even enjoy it. Or at least... My co-host does for sure, Dr. Uzma Jaffrey. She is the owner of her own medical mobile practice, serving seniors in her community for over a decade, a board-certified mama doc in family medicine and geriatrics, and a proud soccer, ballet, and Girl Scout mom of her four kids. She's been married, mashallah, for 15 years, and she is my lovely co-host on Mommy Well Muslim, Uzma. Thank you so much for coming and talking about one of your favorite topics. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Detoxifying Muslim Sex Series. Thank yes. you. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy, Seba. Thank you for having me. Let me introduce my beautiful co-host, Seba Hassan, <laughs> owner of Emerge Consulting Solutions, a full-serve concierge service that helps women align mind, body, and soul so that they can emerge as the amazing women they were meant to be. A variety of specialized coaches on her team provide all the resources you need to be a better you. She's also a full-time basketball mom and chef, as well as a seasoned community volunteer and organizer who is a switchboard of resources locally and nationally, married to the love of her life for over 20 years, mashallah, also a mom of four kids. Yes. Welcome, Seba. Thank you, thank you. I mean, when we like actually say what we do and how we, I mean, we're really cool. You're pretty badass. It, cat ears and R, all. I you know. know. I feel like, <laughs> come on. But okay, so before we get into it, okay, everybody <laughs> knows how weirdly intimidated I get about this topic <laughs> in this whole series that we do, but I recognize the importance. So I'm always, always so thankful that Uzma makes me confront my personal demons during this month so that we can talk about it and educate it and inform other Muslim mamas. Well, I don't want you to be intimidated. I'm not okay. going to tell you how to feel, but I hope you don't feel intimidated because this okay. is supposed to be fun and engaging. Make Not make light of sex, but make light of what we make so serious sometimes, yes. regardless of what background you come from. You know, sex becomes this very dark and dreary place, especially, you know, once we partner up 
it becomes weirdly enough harder to talk about. So it was mm-hmm. hard to talk about before we partnered and we had nowhere to go to get our information yes. because you and I grew up in the pre-internet, <laughs> pre-cell phone era. Yeah, exactly. And who did you ask except Cosmo if you were allowed to read Cosmo, which exactly. we were. Exactly. <laughs> so it was really just the garbage our friends taught us, which is garbage. And then after you get married, there's also no no place you can go unless you have a, a mom tribe or a mom community to hold you. And a lot of us don't have that. Yeah. So this is going to be fun. We're going to share today some of our sex, no- sex notes and what we've applied from the years of guests coming on and teaching us how to lead healthier, sexier lives as women and moms. Because let's face it. We smell like cheese and yogurt for so many mm-hmm. of those years. Our bodies have betrayed us sometimes and they're doing weird things that we didn't know that they could do or we don't want them to do. Our kids run us ragged. Our families and our workplaces put demands on us. And then at the end of the day or whenever, we're supposed to have our husbands quote unquote pleased with us. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, seriously. Um, it's not happy times. It's certainly not sexy times. So we want to make sure that we kind of share our personal experiences to humanize what it may look like or, you know, ask some of those questions that you're asking yourselves or you're too afraid to ask someone else. No, I totally. And, and, you know, throwing this whole COVID thing into the mix too, where you're literally surrounded by people at all time, it doesn't really make for the most conducive romantic experiences. Um, just because I don't know about you, but phlegm's not sexy. It, what, what phlegm's not sexy being, being with your spouse 24 hours, seven days a week, not yeah. necessarily sexy either. Right. Like we're supposed mm-hmm. to be missing each other and it's hard to miss each other when you're in each other's face and like yeah. what, could, what we can do about that. But listen, we've now, not that we're experts by any stretch of the imagination, like but, you know, we've had some amazing guests and we'll mm-hmm. be having some amazing guests on um, this this month's series. What are some of the things that you have learned and or implemented over the last couple of years since we started this podcast? Okay, this is a huge one. And I'm so mad that I didn't learn it yes. until I became co-host of Momming Well Muslim <laughs> Podcast. So, and I learned it here. Thanks to the podcast, I learned about it. I'm so excited to announce that the thing that I learned that has made the biggest impact in my life is self-pleasure. Yes, ladies, masturbation. There's a whole contingency of Muslim scholars who say this is okay. So go back and listen to Islamic Islamic perspectives on sexual intimacy with Ustada Sabah Sayyid. And I don't know why the woman didn't teach me this in my 20s when she knew me because that was like the hardest decade of my life. But um, y'all... There are toys, which I also learned once I had my own um, mom, like neighborhood community, my own mom crew. I learned about toys, but I was still really skeptical. Like, hey, can they really be allowed? So after that episode, it was like I had to go back and say, I'm so sorry for being judgmental and for not understanding your point. Because she didn't know if it was halal or not. She was like, well, we use them together. Uh, my husband and I, and we have for years and years, and we didn't even know that that wasn't allowed. Mm. Like they weren't taught that. But where they come from, the region they come from is from that school of thought that masturbation is okay. Got it. And especially as couples, you know, that was something that they had employed. And the rest of us who the majority of us grew up either in other parts of the Middle East or South Asian subcontinent, which we know is, you know, so sexual yet so sex negative. We were very judgmental, like toys. Oh my God. Like sexual play. Oh my God. And it has absolutely changed um, that scene for me, my understanding of my own body, my understanding of sex, my understanding of my husband, and 
like taught me things that I wasn't taught about in medical school that your doctors do not know. I promise you, we don't know this stuff. Clitoral orgasm. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. I mean, there's toys just devoted to that. Oh there's like whole, like whole whole bodies of research devoted to clitoral orgasm. And the problem is if you don't know where stuff is, you know, which I didn't know where stuff was until medical school either, guys, because even looking at it is hot on, you know, but it's like now it's part of my job to look at it, right? So if you don't know where the stuff is, you're not going to know what to do with it. And definitely your partner, who was also raised probably sex negative, does not know anything. So do him a favor and learn it, teach it, do it. Oh, my God. Like, just even talking about this right now is, like, making me blush. You're red. I am. I'm trying <laughs> not like to. So I'm trying not to. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where I get it. I love learning about it. Well, I'm I'm thankful that I'm learning about it, and I agree with your perspective. Like, I'm trying to teach my kids to be more sex positive. Is that, mm-hmm. the, is that the terminology? Because it was definitely something that we were taught um, in a negative way. Mm-hmm. with a negative stigma and I and I do feel like we need to get rid of that so I don't know about taking it that far but I I can say that I'm I, I'm thankful to be coming informed for the greater good of society for the greater good and certainly you bring up a good point about your kids right with sex positivity because what were we taught sex is dirty yeah it's haram. don't even talk about it hell. it was a bad it word you, it's a bad word I mean, I was, I remember one time my dad did say when one of his children, like, just blurted out, oh, what exactly is sex? Oh, and my it got, God. Like, I laughed so hard I fell off the bed. And as I was being kicked out of the room for laughing. Yes. Because you didn't Because <laughs> I got it. in trouble yes. for laughing at something inappropriate. I heard my dad say, sex is a very beautiful thing between a husband and wife. Now go to bed. You know, okay. So well, that's that, was, that was the that most sex positive thing yeah. I ever heard. Yeah. I, I like that. But But it was very brief and it wasn't informative. So I think, you know, the earlier on we educate the children on the anatomy and the Mm -hmm. spirituality of it, um, the better it'll get. So I'm going to make you blush harder and ask you in the last three years, what have you learned in our February series on love, sex, intimacy, healthy relationships, all the stuff that we've talked about? in the past three years what have you learned and implemented as a result of what our guests have taught us well honestly in general just um in helping myself break through some of that that sexual stigma to be honest with you uh, as a detoxing i'm Mm -hmm. detoxing i'm trying to get rid of that negativity um that i have on my own for a variety of reasons that i i you know some that i've shared some that i have not shared um and taking that uh, taking the shame, I guess shame is the right word out of it because it mm-hmm. isn't in a safe, healthy environment uh, under the right circumstances. Of course, it should not be a shameful act. So that is something that I have been continuously working on. Um, and I feel proud of myself and the leaps and bounds. You know, I'm nowhere near where I could or should be, obviously, because I'm still blushing and talking about it. But I do feel like I am developing a more healthier attitude towards towards it in general. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I'm hoping not to pass on that baggage to the next generation. The trauma. The yeah, trauma. Absolutely. The trauma of yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I have to say the trauma of it, like, I don't think, I don't know if it ever goes away. Yeah. Um, because there are moments when 
even though I know what I'm doing is perfectly halal, where it's like for a second, it's like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel this way. Or yeah. I shouldn't do this. And it's like, but why? Why? You know, exactly. who said? It's because somebody many, many decades ago when I was young taught me that and it like is fleeting still and I have to like squash it mm-hmm. and be like, no, I'm fine. Halal CBD is a company offering 100% halal certified products that you can eat or just use topically like tinctures and lotions. They're certified by the internationally accredited American Halal Foundation and their products are American grown and made as well as cruelty, gluten, paraben, and 100% THC free. To meet your healthcare goals with your doctor, you don't have to compromise your spiritual goals after all. Check out halalcbd.io online for a limited supply of free samples today. Case in point, my daughter the other day was talking to the little guy and she was like, oh my God, you know, I was up late the other night and guess what I heard? And she looked at me and did this eye roll because her bedroom and baby boy's bedroom is right above mine. And apparently the ceiling is not soundproof. No. I have very high ceilings. Maybe there was an echo. I don't know. So, you know, and I was like, Rania, you have to stop. You have to stop. And she was like looking at me like really seriously on me. And I'm like, yeah, seriously. I understand what you're going to say. I apologize. I'm very sorry. I will turn on music next time. She's like, or maybe you could just sleep. Oh, yes. And I was like, you and Khalazeva both just want me to sleep. Just go to bed. <laughs> just go to bed already. Well, you should well, tell her that it helps, helps you sleep. sleep. Okay, that's what I'm going to It helps you sleep. Say. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, we don't have time at any other point because look at what we're doing all day long. Yes. is like revolved around you guys. So maybe that's the time that I have with Abu. And then she was just like, oh, whatever. And little guy's like so confused. He's like, but what happened? What's going on? How <laughs> What's come going nobody on? sharing this with me? What? Yeah. And as I'm as I'm talking to her, I'm feeling this like emotion of just mm-hmm. rage coming up because I I think that's what I was programmed to feel right. because you know my parents would come at us with rage. Yes. Sometimes like, no, it's absolutely wrong. It's wrong. Yes. And it's like no. I need to just be very clear and very open and honest with yes. her. I, I can still maintain some boundaries in the conversation. Yes. She doesn't need any details, nor does she deserve those details. Exactly. Because that's for me and my husband. Yes. But it's like, this is going to be a normal part of your existence. And maybe you should sleep with your music on. Because exactly. you've got to Google this in your exactly. room or something. Yeah. Put so, on some white yeah. noise. Transport or yourself why to am the I beach. the one going to sleep? You should be going to sleep because exactly. it was late enough that she should have been in bed. So yes, and, I was and, like, maybe if you weren't up all night, like rolling your chair back and forth, back and forth, back oh and forth gosh. over my ceiling, I would be able to sleep. Oh my gosh! But <laughs> but the beauty is that you should give yourself props for having that yeah. conversation with your daughter because can you imagine having that frank of a conversation? with your it would never have happened so like I I I think that that's great and again what you're doing as a mom you're modeling that Mm -hmm. that behavior so that we're stopping that generational trauma from moving forward so I want to give you kudos for that I love it yeah and it's that those feelings of shame that pop up squash them yes because you're not doing anything wrong you're not doing anything right by being a sexual being by having sex and acting on those sexual impulses there is absolutely no reason. And in fact, there's a whole sunnah devoted to it. Yeah. You know, like there's a whole science of sunnah devoted to it. And hopefully we'll be learning about that this month. Super duper excited to do it. So, so, but okay. So I get all that, you know, you, you just exercised a little bit of the, the creating boundaries with your daughter, but like, mm-hmm. 
you know, sometimes at the end of the day, we're exhausted. I don't know about you, but I get touched out. Like, how Mm -hmm. do we maintain healthy boundaries, sex boundaries? Because, you know, sometimes you're just not into it. Like, you just Mm -hmm. aren't. It's been a day. It's been tough. Like, I'm tired. Like, I actually just am craving bed. Yeah, no. So how <laughs> how do you guys or you in general, how do you recommend for people to kind of create some of those um, healthier boundaries regarding sex with your spouse? Yeah. And so I'm going to I'm going to add some to this because it's not just about, you know, whether we want to do it or not and how do we set boundaries for that. But there's also certain things that you're not willing to do. Yes. That maybe your spouse really wants to do or vice versa. Yes. You know, maybe he's not into it and you're into it. And so what can you do? And it all boils down to you got to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and what I have found is historically we were taught not to talk about it. And then either because we get too comfortable or get this, we still have discomfort with our spouses and ears. And we don't want to talk about it because we're embarrassed. Yes. And so this is something that I'm still working toward. Okay. okay? So I'm not going to say by any means that I've got this figured out, but... When it comes to healthy boundaries in the actual like exercise of whatever sexual fantasy or whatever sexual act you're performing, have safe words. Yeah. Talk about it beforehand. And, you know, it's just like when we were courting, right? What are our likes? What are our dislikes? What are our non-negotiables to partner up with this person? It's the same thing in the bedroom. Like, what do I like? What do I not like? What are my non-negotiables? These are the things that have to be talked about, if not early on, definitely over and over. Because here's another thing that I've learned through time. What I was uncomfortable with before, which was an absolute no way, Jose, I'm okay now. Okay. It's not a big deal. Maybe I've learned Islamically a little bit more. Yeah. Um, that's certainly for sure. Thank you, Mommy and well, Muslim, for giving me that. But <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, just I don't have hangups about everything anymore. Yeah. Um, some people come in and continue to have or develop in their mommying uh, journey body issues yes and so I've seen this over and over again or heard about this over and over again not just with my patients but also with my friends where it's just because of their own hang-ups about their bodies they're not able to engage they're not able to enjoy discuss. yeah so if you can't discuss you're, there's no way to have healthy boundaries right so um, I would say it's a dynamic process, just like we are dynamic people. Like it's going to keep changing what those boundaries are, what those discussions are, and what they look like. And we just can't forget to have them. Like, you know, it's been a while since we, yeah. or, you know, I would really like to try, or, you know, so like the toy thing, introducing the toy thing was like not welcome Yeah, I'm in sure. our bedroom at first. And I was like, okay, well, as far as I know, I can do this without you. Yeah. And so then you it was like, it. hey, wait a minute. Like, you're having way too much fun with this. So yes. it's like, you know, so they may not be willing, but there's there's certain places you can go alone. And I promise you they'll follow and vice versa. You know, just open the door for that. Um, be careful what you're asking for, though. Like, make sure that it's, you know, with a, within our halal um, structures. I would say compromise if there's something that he wants or something that she wants. If there's men listening out there you know, compromise on some things. There's only two haram acts in Islam, okay? Sex in a period and uh, anal sex. Don't do those things. Don't compromise on those. I would never say compromise on those and neither would any of our guests who've come on before, you know? And certainly it is not in the sunnah to force your spouse to do anything. Um, If they're not in the mood, no means no. 
like they're a human being and the whole angels curse her all night, that is played down way too much. You know who angels also curse is husbands who don't sexually satisfy their women. So let's put that out there. So the I think the talk is really important. And if you can't uh, either have the talk or can't resolve the issues with the talk or status post talks, I would advise sex therapy. Yes. Because 100%. now we have that and we have Muslims yeah. who are sex therapists. And I think that that's really super duper important and that's how we can maintain those boundaries I love and that. expand them if we need to yeah P- push you know it's slowly inching it a little bit further and further yeah we're not gonna go we're from not. like prude to sex pot overnight that's not gonna no. happen and no. it might not even happen in my lifetime i'm just i'm just throwing that <laughs> it out. will happen in your lifetime <laughs> you're i'm gonna get you there i'll get I you there She's like <laughs> determined. And I'm like, oh my God, I cannot. Yes. Do this. I mean, you've already got the cat ears. Come I on. I mean, I'm dressed You are up. a sex kitten. I am. You even dressed dress like up. one. I'm dressed up. Is I'm that leopard up. you're wearing too? No. It's. Okay. It just looks like leopard in the camera. No, it's not leopard at all. But wouldn't that have been fun? Maybe I'll have to do that next That would have been fun. Next, yeah. next episode, next you're wearing the cat ears and the leopard. And the so leopard. Let's talk about challenges, yeah. sex challenges that we face. And, you know, this that gets, can be a very sensitive topic, but I think it's really important that if we're not asking each other, we're at least sitting down whenever it's our salah time, or our time with Allah. Like, what are those sex challenges? Because like is not, it's not something physical. Yeah. It's a head and a heart game. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges that you face when it comes to sex? So, you know, I, I would have to say... I, I, this is not just for me. This is, you know, we talk, uh, women, we talk about it. Let's just be real. And and so it's definitely something that I've even found amongst my closer friends, the, the desire factor or the, the difference between somebody's needs and wants. And, you know, as women specifically get older, we have hormonal issues and things like that, that kind of can in fringe some of that um what is the word for it like you're the doctor like what's the word libido like impact your libido and things like that so I definitely feel like that that can be a huge challenge because I think whoever the other spouse is could could take it personally or um feel neglected and you know from an emotional perspective you're thinking that's not the case it's just from a physical perspective, I just can't do it right now. So, and you know, for me too, like when you do have the multiple kids and my kids are older and, and I always joke about how my older two kids like put us to bed. So that comfort level (laughs) of feeling like you can, you know, let yourself relax. It's a little bit harder to do. And I I think I'm one of those people that definitely need to be in a specific mind frame, have everything Mm -hmm. kind of put. So when you have kids running around laughing and joking, even with the door, like it doesn't really make for an environment where you're just like, oh my gosh, let me, let me lose my whatever. Like it, it, it just is harder to do. So, I mean, I'm still working on that because it is something that we're, we're dealing with or in general, generically dealing with right now, because it is just too hard when you have a house full of people and you just can't quite suspend reality, right? Like this is what's going on at any point. I have random kids coming into my room. Like I have no boundaries with my own children. So yeah, that is a huge challenge that we face. But what about you? Like, what are some of the challenges that you guys face where that's concerned? 
Yeah. You know, like you said, busyness is a problem, right? Like we have this chronic condition of busyness and everybody is, you know, everybody's going places. Everybody needs to be places because, you know, we're back in activities. And I would argue that even during the pandemic, like you said, when everybody's in your face. Who wants to? It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who wants to? That's a different question. Uh. Like me, I'm okay. Um, (laughs) Like anytime is fine. But working it in, like where do you put the kids? Where do you send the kids? Um, How do we keep it spontaneous, but also make sure that there's a routine. Like we're not missing the beat, you know? And some people, for them, it works on putting it on a calendar. Mm -hmm. So we tried that early on. And then for some reason, I don't know, maybe another pregnancy happened or something happened where like, you know, Wednesday nights were gone. And the reason I picked Wednesday nights was because, do you remember Roseanne? Yes. That was Roseanne and Dan's night was Wednesday nights. Oh, <laughs> and I that's what I first that. learned about it. I was like, sex goes on a calendar? Like you have to schedule it like a physical? Yes, you have to schedule it. You know, it is a very important physical part of a healthy relationship. So we tried it. It didn't work. Um, and then it just kind of was more fun to keep it spontaneous. But then you can have like drought periods mm-hmm. and you've completely forgotten, right? So that's why I think it's important to recognize what your routine is. So if you have to mark it on a calendar, you know, we have the apps for our periods. Yes. Put it on there. You okay. Know, it'll have an option to either take notes or to write whether you were intimate or not. Keep track of it. And then it gives you data. You know how much I love data. Yes. So that you can share with your partner when you're having these regular talks about, look, we haven't you know, for so many weeks or, you know, we have for so many, but there's so much room for improvement over here. Um, how to keep it exciting, I think becomes also an yeah. issue because again, when you have limited time and you have limited resources of energy, um, and time and all of that, I think that becomes an issue. So sometimes it can become really monotonous and then that's when routine becomes a bad thing. Right. Yeah. So, um, that's something that we're working on because I think, we're, we're in kind of a rut and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, but it's just, it's just a thing. Yeah. It's not like a wow, yeah. you know, and everybody wants the wow moment because as you pointed out, health issues happen. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are changing, you know, hormones change, but here's the thing. We are now in our sexual peak in our forties. Oh my God. And that's just a known factor because of the way the hormones are working out. Like I think I'm perimenopausal. You might be. It, but I know I, my body lost that memo, girl. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you've gone through a lot of changes since, since September, so that's probably why. And you haven't found like I know that I'm in a steady state. Okay, but I know that things are changing, and the power and control that I feel now, the confidence that I feel now, I did not have any of this when I was in my 20s and was actually in my baby making phase yeah. I was like if I had this in my baby making phase girl I would have had 17 children by now oh yeah oh my good gravy well probably not because I've only been married for 15 years but you know it was um like I know what I'm doing now yeah. I know what I need I know what I want I know how to get it um and a lot of that comes with the age that I'm at and the hormonal drive that I have now but conversely men have already peaked at this age, right? So for them, it's the same kind of thing. They're having health problems now, and this may create a huge roadblock in relationships. And now you're dealing with health situations, which you need to address so that you can have um, sexier health lives. And that's why it's important to have the discussions and to troubleshoot and to have the toys, ladies, because it's going to be important. There's going to be a point where he's not going to be able to. So you may as well get comfortable learning what the toys are now because I promise you every couple's going to need them so that was my special project 
in oh my, my, fel- my geriatric fellowship, right? With <laughs> yes, sex and intimacy in the elderly. Like, yes. surprise, surprise. Yes, that's what I did. And so what I found out was that 70 to 79-year-olds are having penetrative sex. Oh, my God. At least three times a week. And a lot of that is not that with their physical picture. bodies. Dude, Sorry. it's... They Mm-mm-mm. are well. They have time, right? So a yeah, lot they of them have are time. Tired. Okay. They have time, but there are physical impediments, so they may not be able to, because of health reasons or because of physical changes, are not able to have the kind of penetrative sex that they were allowed to have or able to have in their primes. So they have already implemented instrumentation. So, of course, ten years ago, I thought, oh, that's only for non-Muslim people who do that kind of stuff. We don't, as Muslims. Well, again, thank you, mommy, while Muslim. And my dear, dear friend who introduced me to sexual toys, this is fabulous. Like, this is something that we can do in a halal way with our partners, regardless of where we sit on the physical spectrum of our health. And I think that it's really, really important to start getting comfortable now and start doing our research. And the technology behind these things is amazing. So um, the vast, the variety of these things is amazing. So I think early on, have these discussions, have these talks, and then these challenges become easier to face together, right? Yeah, that's that's a good point. And I and I love that you're you're literally an expert in geriatric <laughs> sex. So geriatric we're sex getting my, older. My jam. Guess what? <laughs> we come here to Momming Well Muslim and we're gonna give you some tri- some, Teach you some what go to do trips. <laughs> And we're yes, laughing uncontrollably because here, I'm still, I'm still uncomfortable. I'm still uncomfortable, but I love learning about this. And I, I mean, kudos to those, you know, elderly folks for doing what they want to do in, in their later part of their, yeah. yeah, give them, I, I give them credit for that. I absolutely give them Here's credit Here's the for thing, that. like sex is not something that's ever going to go away, right? Okay. So the things that we, we say in the geriatric community that there's three F's that remain when you're older and that's going to be food, flight, because you're still, you know, fight or flight, that yeah, instinct that is going to be there. there. Yeah. That doesn't go away. It's really, really hard to extinguish that. And then the last F word, which is what we've been talking about today. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So those three Fs remain. And I would say, inshallah, to our dying day. Okay. Well, I want to go out with a bang, literally. She she literally does. She literally does. Mm-hmm. So if you ha- if we haven't embarrassed you enough, and if our kids are, li- we probably should have put a disclaimer. Oh, a disclaimer um, in yes. the beginning. Explicit content. This is explicit <laughs> content. And if you're my children who sometimes listen to my podcast, yes, let's my skip son too. Over this one for right now. Um, my son listens too. Whoops. Yeah. So let's make sure we put that. Like, let's skip over this month, but. I actually am not ashamed if my son listens to this because I have nothing to be ashamed of. You have nothing to be ashamed of, but I really... I want this for you, son. I want this for you, too. From a healthy sexual relationship. Many, many years. Inshallah. In the future. From your mouth to God's ears. But the beauty the beauty of we're still going to be ending with a rapid fire. I get to do yes. rapid fire right now with my lovely co-host. Okay, cool. And I am ready. Let me ready put the time on the clock, though. Put the timer on the clock. All right. Where'd we go? All righty. Okay, we always start off with what are you currently reading? I have a feeling I know this one. Oh, here. Dream Do I Do? Yes. This is the book that's on our Woke Book Club on Fireside 
this coming Friday, I believe. Yep. So that's, that's what I'm working my way through. Yay. It's it's a pretty dense read, but I'm enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying it. Okay. So to go back to our beginning, our, our beginning conversation, if you were to be a Girl Scout cookie, what would you be? I mean, I like the new cookie just because of its name. It's called an Adventureful. Oh, I've so never heard the, of this one. It's brand new this year. So it's the brownie with a soft caramel and a little bit of salt. Ooh. So very like a, adventurous, right? Yeah. There's like all kinds of textures and tastes going in there. And I think that's what I bring to the table. Oh my God. I love it. So, you know, we have crazy lives, but, and I have to say, if somebody were going to play you in a movie, who would you want it to be? Ooh. Okay, this is gonna sound like I'm really full of myself. Okay, no. But Ashwarya Rai. Okay, I don't know who that is, but I'm gonna. She's look. a Bollywood actress. Oh, is People she? People who watch Bollywood, you know who she is. Okay. I think she was like voted like one of the 40 most beautiful people in the world by people or something well you are on that list regardless for me so maybe she should be like playing her in her movie okay my disclaimer is my uncle loves me like unconditionally loves me and he sees me through love only and he's like every time i see her she reminds me of you Aww. and i'm like oh my god you love me so much that woman is drop dead gorgeous but that's the only reason i picked her guys is because of my mamu or or you can just be like i yes i want her to play me in a movie <laughs> so yes. who cares okay so what is one thing about you that surprises people um, I think I've mentioned this before when we did a rapid fire, but this, I think it'll be the same answer that I speak fluent Spanish. Oh, I love that. I, I would say that that you are as obsessed with sex as you yes, are. Yes, that that's another thing that surprises thing people. That probably surprises people. They're, they're yeah. just like, what in the world? Are you allowed to do that? I'm like, well, what obviously I've had four on. kids. <laughs> exactly. So, and this is the last question. If you were to instantly, like overnight, become an expert in something, what would it be? Oh... Publishing? Oh, yes. I'd want to be an expert on publishing. I love that. And I love that yeah, we books. got to do this. Books. I love that. Yes. And I love that we got to do this and we get to know. This is so fun. And we get to learn a little bit about each other like every single time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I love it. And next week I will be doing the rapid fire on you because we'll be taking turns with this. This is so intimidating because I'm like, I feel like I know so much about you already. I know. I mean, that's yeah. the truth. Like, you know where the, when you, when you've had, when your childhood friends, that's the beauty, right? You know where all the bodies are buried, literally. <laughs> yes. So it's you bury them together sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you're like, I'm in the middle of the night. Um, no, really. We really didn't. Yeah. Like if the CIA is listening to this, but the, the they're always is, listening. They're Bye. always listening, which is always fun. So I'm really looking, do you want to tell everybody like kind of what's in store for them this month? Cause I know I'm really excited about it. Yes. So if you've never heard about like Zeba hadn't heard about clitoracy if you haven't heard about um, how to follow the sunnah of sex or um, you know I forget what our last speaker is going to be if you haven't heard about these two topics you are going to want to tune in Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern to hear about them and know that um, our patrons on our patreon are getting sneak peeks of all the episodes uh, on the Mondays before the episode actually drops so if you want to get those sneak peeks and get all the dirty ahead of time and I'm saying dirty tongue-in-cheek sex is not dirty okay remember at mommy wombles we believe sex is not dirty um <laughs> if you want to get the look ahead um, because it literally loo. will be a look ahead look on Mondays loo. yeah <laughs> then join our patreon guys it's only five dollars only if you want a copy of the book 
for our workbook club every month. Join the higher tiers. Obviously, we love all of you the same. We appreciate the time and energy that you commit to listening to this podcast every week, and we want to pay you back for it. So thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzma on Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Momming While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.